On this episode, we smoke the Monte Cristo Classic Series Connecticut Robusto 5x52, and we talk a little bit about 2024, roll out the Magic 8-Ball, and try to prognosticate about our hobby and what we're looking forward to. I'm your host, Johnny Midas, and you're listening to the Burn Line Podcast. Burn Line Podcast. The burn line on a well-crafted cigar is straight and sharp as a razor, much like our wit and wisdom. And what's up, everybody? Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, over the age of 21, you are listening to Burn Line Podcast, coming to you, as always, not live from the hot box, the smoky back room where deals are struck and fortunes are made, adjacent to the Blanco Cigar Lounge, nestled amongst the complex of rooms that comprise Union Cigar, Hanover, Pennsylvania, USA, the only Blanco Lounge in North America. I am your host, Johnny Midas. And I'm Angel El Fumo Solario. What's up, El Fumo? Not much. It's cold again. Yeah, it got cold again. So we had a couple weeks of uh, like winter weather, uh-huh. you know, snow, ice, cold, and then uh, what? It was mid-50s last week? Yeah, and then one day where it was like a uh, touch under 70. Yeah, yeah. And it felt like hell. <laughs> yeah, now we're back to 30, 25, yeah. something so, like that. It was like 28 yeah. an hour ago. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, winter in Pennsylvania, but we are snuggled up in the hot box, yep. which uh, is already pretty hot. Yep. That's like why it's might, called a hot uh, box. Might be taking the sweater off in a little bit. Uh, so, we're doing something kind of interesting today. We're smoking this Monte Cristo, and I put the box up here for folks. Um, I took mine out of the cello ahead of time because this looks like a cigar that should not be in cellophane. No. Right. I, I agree. I'm starting. I used to not care about that before. Yeah. But once you started making the argument of why certain cigars should be in cellos, I'm like, yeah, if this is an ultra premium cigar, get it the hell out of the cello. Yeah. I mean, and so this is obviously playing off of the Cuban image. Right. right, the Cuban Monte Cristo, same wrapper, um, same band, same um, robusto size. What is that? A number four in Cuba? They use like the numbers instead of the size. Yeah, I think it's like a n- number four. Number four, I think. Yeah, because um, they don't do the four by or five by something like that. Yeah. So it it and of course Cubans don't come in cello ever. No. So it does look like a cigar that shouldn't be in. In cello, uh, so I took mine out. Also, it rattles on the microphone, right. <laughs> like in the yeah. in the thing. Um, but these, I kept mine in the cello, so yes, you can so you can see what it looks like. It does have the retailer's barcode on the back, which is yep. good, as well as a price sticker on the front. But uh, faded, yeah. And these retail for sixteen twenty five here at Union Cigar Hanover. Wow, a box of twenty will set you back two hundred and ninety-two bucks, which comes out to just fourteen and a half per stick, which is pretty good for Monte Cristo. Um, and I guess that's something we'll end up talking about: is sixteen twenty-five for Robusto is a premium cigar price. Yeah, that that just tracks with the economy now. Yeah, sort of. There's not a lot of Robustos that are no sixteen and a quarter but, over uh, there in the Monte Cristo could get away with it. Yeah, get away with it, or is it worth it? We are going to find out yeah. on Burnline Podcast. Um, <clears throat> so, a little bit about presentation before we actually cut it. Um, so, this is the box, and 
this is the uh, cheap press board wrapped in paper style. Flips open. A lot of Fuentes boxes look like this. Yeah. Too. And you've got the um, information card. It's kind of yeah. the kind retail of, information card. Yeah. Yeah. It's like the the lighting's not great. It's like shining off of there. But so great. I think great for retailers, right? Like they've got the barcode on there for your POS system. Yeah. Um, it's a display type of box. It works well. So uh, I kind of like the the yellow and gold. Yep. It's like an interesting mix, you know? Yeah. Um, Monte Cristo's like default colors is like this brown and it's, yeah. I don't know, walnut brown? Yeah, like a brown and walnut brown. Yeah. Like it's just two like different a, shades of brown. Yeah. Yep. And and white lettering. Yeah. And uh, gold. This is a very like, I don't know, classic. Yeah. This definitely appeals to you. Yeah, it's not <laughs> fancy, but it's pla- right. it's cl- it's classic. I like that. Right. Mus- it's like a mustard yellow. Yeah, I like. Yeah, the aging room had that Lamborghini yellow. This definitely has like that mustard yellow. Yeah, I kind of like it, and then it has the classic series secondary band on yeah. it. So I'll hold that up so folks can see the double band. Um, I think the wrapper is really good looking. It's a Connecticut wrapper. Um, it is like very lightly oiled. Um, yeah, I'm gonna pull mine out. I see a little hiccup here on the cap. See if that works or doesn't work for me. Um, what, like that? Like what am I looking at? It is like a weird pop vein or something. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like a compressed vein. Oh, that, look at that. Yeah, it goes the whole. Yeah. Oh, that's a little worrying over. I don't know. We'll see. I've got this right here. That uh-huh. could turn into a split. Yep. Uh, it looks like a fragile wrapper. And there's a lot more oil on it. than It, it kind of looks matte until you touch it. Yeah. And you can almost... Feel the oil. Yeah, yeah. almost move the oil around. Uh, so very interesting. Of course, Connecticut wrappers tend to be delicate. And by Connecticut, I mean Connecticut shade, not Connecticut broadleaf. Yeah. Mine, um, mine's already popped. You see that right there? No, that's just a little nub. It's There's not a pop. A if you keep pressing it, it'll be a hole. <laughs> I think that's a nub. Well, we're about to find out. I hope so. As we cut and light these cigars, the official cutting is brought to you by Fat Boys Cigars. The bold and delicious flavors of premium hand-selected tobacco leaves are highlighted in the original Jack Cigar by Fat Boys Cigars. And don't forget to try the new Fat Boys Cigars Boots on the Ground series. For every cigar you purchase in this series, Fat Boys will donate $1 to charities benefiting our frontline heroes. I just saw on Insta they've got the uh, thin red line back in stock, mm-hmm. including in Robusto, which is kind of my default size, right? Yeah. Fat Boy Cigars, welcome to the Fat Boys world. Yeah. And do you have a cutter? I'm going to need to borrow that. You want to use the Craftsman's Bench? Yep. Nice, sturdy, double guillotine, open-ended. I'm using my... Drew Estate Freestyle Live esque. Yeah. Although I'm not as, I'm not as, actually I still think my close ended Perdomo is my favorite close ended mm-hmm. double guillotine. This one is okay. It just yeah. it doesn't. I don't feel like it takes off quite enough stick. Yep. And it's just a little less smooth in operation. And as always, we remind you to clip that cigar. With authority, no limp-wristed cutting allowed. 
I did good that time, though. There you go. That's pretty good. What do you think? Yeah, I like it. Yeah, it's about it's the right three depth. in a row. <laughs> yeah. All right. I'm not sure what was going on the last two episodes. Dude, this is falling out like a Cuban sandwich. How much ash are you, or dottle are you getting? No, not there? much. Online. Okay. I got a nice even cut. It's because I use that Drew Estate cutter. <laughs> Maybe that's it. Maybe the blades are dull already. Could be. I don't know what kind of steel they're using. All right, so we've Chinese got all of that. <laughs> yeah, I know it is. Um, <clears throat> and we remind you guys to uh, always do the hand job on your cigar. Oh, um, you know, I didn't know that was a thing. Uh, Nick the Brick introduced me, and I've never stopped. Yeah, it's definitely made the experience different. I, I think so. I just don't like doing that yeah. with my tongue while I'm smoking my cigar, you know? Yeah, I don't do that anymore. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. Don't have floaters on the teeth anymore. And uh, we are excited to announce that we have a new sponsor on the show, 2C Premium Coffee. So oh, yeah. we had their coffee on the show a few weeks ago, and it was fucking awesome. This is a family-run company up in Pittsburgh. Yep. Um. And uh, we just tried the coffee, and it was top-notch. It was amazing. And, <laughs> yeah, and the thing is, I'm definitely like a coffee, I don't know, snob isn't the right word. But connoisseur. Picky, at least. Yeah, yeah connoisseur. You know, like, I'm picky about my coffee, too. I can afford to get whatever coffee I want, and so I do. You know, I just don't make a big deal out of it. Like, if someone offers me a cup of coffee, I'm not going to shit on it. All right. Yeah, I might not have seconds though, or finish the cup, the cup they gave me. Because legitimate Starbucks coffee does suck. Yeah, yeah, yeah. their espresso is not bad. Uh, anyway, Two uh, C Premium Coffee is fo- sponsoring the official lighting of the cigar going forward, and they were nice enough to send us this six bean baller, which uh, smelled amazing in the bag, oh, yeah. and we're going to talk a little bit about. Um, on the show, I drink mine black as usual, yeah. and you're uh, what drinking it black? Yeah. All right. Actually, yeah. Some coffees are like your main commercial coffees are a little rough, not to add some sugar to it. Yeah. But this is some pretty good premium. Dude, so it's I didn't, smooth. I didn't it need smooth. sugar. So. Do you want? I've got two single flame, uh, soft flames, and one that rocky single flame jet. Uh, let me try that what, one. What do you you have your fucking? I do, but you, you were two. offering. I was like, oh, I'll use a soft flame. I have that jet. Did you see oh. that? That was cool as shit. Yeah, a little bit. Well, use your own fucking lighter then. I'm gonna Jeez. use mine. Okay. The official lighting is brought to you by Two C Premium Coffee. Keep your day fueled with delicious premium coffee from Two C Premium Coffee, featuring select beans from Kintamani, Kenya, Bali, Ethiopia, and around the world. 2C Premium utilizes continual roasting, so you are always getting a truly fresh cup of premium coffee. 2C Premium Coffee, because life is too short for bad coffee. All right, we are getting these uh, toasted up. And as always, we remind you, toasted, not roasted. If you want to know how to enjoy the first half inch of your cigar and the rest of it, learn how to toast your cigar. Remember, at least this far away, not this far away. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, God, that hurts. But to be fair, when I started, I was doing that, but I didn't know any better. Absolutely. And I would never judge anybody who is learning how to smoke a cigar. 
practice, practice, practice. Now, if you know better and you're still doing it, then uh, I question your nicotine addiction. Because <laughs> there is no good reason to uh, ruin a 16 and a quarter dollar cigar. I question a lot of things when you do that, but that's as far as we'll discuss that. <laughs> Pretty good off the draw. Yeah, that's a lot better than I thought it would be off the draw, actually. So, I'm definitely getting some uh, pine nuts. Um, what the hell is a pine nut? A pine nut? Yeah. Pinon? Okay. Sabe? Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> yes, I am fluent in Spanish, but like, there's certain words that I know in Spanish and I don't know in English. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, there's a few words that I know in English that I don't know in Spanish. Like <laughs> All most of them. Of them. <laughs> uh, some yeah. vegetal bitter. That really is, I just call that the Connecticut bitter, honestly. Yeah, that's the one thing about Connecticut's. They're light and bitter. Mm-hmm. Cedar? Is that cedar on there? Yeah, cedar plank. Yep. Maybe, maybe a little, maybe toasted cedar. Yeah. It's a little toasty. Definitely right at the nose. Yeah. It's really interesting because there is like a... I'm only getting one note so far. There's definitely like a toasted part to it. Yeah, I can't put my finger on it. I, mm-hmm. I get the cedar, but there's toasted something there. Yeah. I'm not getting... Uh, that's the only two flavors I'm picking up on it right now. Cedar and bitter? Yeah. Yeah, right on the uh, the back of your nostrils when you do the retrohale, uh-huh. it's toasted something. Yep. I'm going to be honest. I don't smoke Connecticut's that often. Mm-hmm. This is probably the first Connecticut I had. Oh, this is my first Connecticut of the year. Woohoo. Me too. <laughs> awesome. Yeah. We're just a couple of Connecticut Yankees in King Arthur's Court. Um, let me talk about this coffee, though. So we were happy to partner with 2C, partly because, you know, they're from the Berg, Pittsburgh. Yep. Um, shout out to Teresa, by the way. Shout out to Teresa. And, you know, uh, family-owned, yep. small business. That's what we're all about. And uh, we're happy to have them on the podcast because first and foremost this is fucking kick-ass coffee yeah it so, is it really is good we're not just uh, yeah. pandering or yeah like we hotter. we, <laughs> we kind of have options yeah for coffee on the show and a coffee oh, sponsor we do um yeah we're not, not that, blowing smoke up your ass <laughs> literally oh I mean, no we're, we're blowing smoke but just from the cigar um i've already had an accident go here. to uh that's that's fucking user error. Pull that pull that off. It's not gonna affect anything. How's that user error? Oh yeah, it is, sir. Oh, I mean, it's not really user error. It's the cap wasn't quite affixed with the pectin. Yeah. Sorry. Um. Sorry to interrupt. This is like, oh. Well, when you pay that much for a cigar, you kind of expect it to be yeah semi perfect. So. But yeah, two C uh, premium coffee. We got a, a like a surprise gift pack for Christmas. Yep. And uh, which one did we have? The breakfast blend. The breakfast blend. Yep. Really good. 
That was definitely a lighter roast than this. Yeah. And, um, you know, you can tell when the coffee is smooth, it doesn't have that, like, too old, too roasted bitter. Yeah. You know, oily, smooth. Yep. Um, so this is the uh, six bean baller, which yep. sounds like it should be Johnny Midas's coffee. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, <laughs> the official. <laughs> this has, like, roasted chocolate. Yeah. You know? flavor to it um really really good i i drink my coffee black so you know i i can taste everything you know i'm not covering anything up and this is uh smooth and it's got like a an interesting flavor profile where it's like to me it's like smooth and silky like a light roast Mm -hmm. but it doesn't have the bitterness of a light roast right it's so weird yeah it's really unique and Awesome. So, welcome to C Premium Two Burnline yeah. co- uh, Podcast. We are excited to have some coffee. You know, yeah. coffee and cigars for me—that's the ultimate pairing. Oh, absolutely! It's like alcohol and cigars, and then it's coffee and cigars. That's that's about it. And with with uh, coffee, I can have a lot more of it yeah. in a lot more places than yep. I can alcohol. Um, I think it's more enjoyable with coffee than it is liquor i do as well it doesn't drown the cigar out for starters yeah and then since it's more water Mm -hmm. than liquor is you know liquor Mm -hmm. uh liquor's pretty strong so it's gonna stun or numb your palate at some point not only that you're gonna be getting sloshed at some point if you're throwing down whiskey yeah (laughs) nothing wrong with that but just for the experience speaking of getting sloshed isn't next weekend the super yeah oh i'm not allowed to say that Oh, the big game. The big game. Yeah, I'm going to have to edit that out. Yeah. Like, for real, they, like, censor that. Like I it's heard. A copyrighted. Yeah. What a load of bullshit. All right, he said the other word, but we're talking about the big game next Hey, Sunday. fuck you, NFL. You not-for-profit motherfucker. <laughs> All right. Um, <laughs> so we, <laughs> I don't know. I'm going to let that float and see what happens. <laughs> <laughs> we're going to take down all 43 of your posts. Yeah. yeah. Um, all right, so a little bit about uh, the presentation. I like the box. I like the cigar. They go well together. But am, am I fair in saying, like, the box is a little bit low end for the cigar? I was actually thinking that right before we started the show. I'm like, that's bull. The, the price and then the box you're getting, that's a little. Yeah, it's a mismatch. Yeah. This so is like, like a Chateau Fuente box. Yeah. You know, like, it's not horrible, but it's definitely not a. $16. But maybe that's why we're paying 16 and not 18 or 19 mm. I don't know, but I agree either way. We should be getting a nice box. It does have the super cool, what do you call that, hologram on the back? Yeah, the seal. Yeah, the PR PR cigar hologram. You got, y'all can see that in the corner. Um, that's the uh, Association of Dominican Cigar Manufacturers, and it does have a serial number. So It's pretty legit. Uh, it's it is. I'm I'm not sure why. Yeah. Since it's not Cuban, are people making knockoff Dominican Monte Cristos? Most likely, yeah. Actually, I've seen those. Have you? Oh uh, yeah. Um, so this is how you can tell it's the real deal. Don't buy cigars at Niagara Falls. <laughs> those guys or on the beach in Nassau. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> those guys are assholes. You should not be paying forty dollars for a Monte Cristo. Just telling you that right now. Okay, but if you're there and you don't have sticks, 
uh, I'm getting going to a gas station, and they most likely have a decent cheap cigar. Mm-hmm. I'm paying the forty bucks, uh, even though it's probably like a two dollar cigar. Yeah, I think I am. Oh, I don't know. That's rough. I, I, I can't sink so. forty bucks for a bullshit. Well, what I have to think is, it will the experience be forty dollars better with a cigar? If the answer is yes, I'm getting it. I guess so. While you're staring at the falls, yeah. And if the answer is no, then I'm like, well, yeah. I ain't, I ain't doing it. Yeah. Uh-uh. And like, I was there, so I can tell you, it's always a. There's like no legit. I don't think eh, the place where you could get it is at the Falls Casino. I think they have cigars in there, but I didn't yeah. really look in there. But if you're walking around, well, and remember, it, it's New York, so it's a 100 percent tax. I don't. No, I was in Canada. Oh, I don't know. Canada's <laughs> socialist. Well, that, that was pre-craziness. This is 2017. <laughs> oh, so before um, Inspector Trudeau decided yeah, to become... Inspector uh, Trudeau. Decided to become dictator. Yeah. What an asshole. All right. Um, but yeah, so I don't like the cello on it. But I do, from a retailer standpoint, especially... Um, but I think the se- I feel like the cello in the box really like cheapen the image because mm-hmm. if you just look at this cigar, you're like that looks like a really classic Cuban esque mm-hmm. you know style. Yeah, that uh, the box and the cello combined just does yeah. not do it for me. Moves it down market. Yeah, yeah. it's so weird. I I, I agree. would expect this to be like a ten dollar cigar. Yeah, you know. Yeah, if I'm looking Even at nine, it, somebody who cool, I'm not. Yeah. Yeah. Um, burn, my burn line is really good though. <laughs> yep, I've already had to turn mine though, so yeah. it's evening up. But yeah, yeah, mine's mine's burning well. Smoke output is light. Yeah, uh, the smoke itself is just there. It's just regular smoke. Yeah. By the way, that's this is the most charred burn line of the cigars I've smoked with you so far that I've noticed. Because it's a Connecticut. Yeah. Connecticut's tend to look like that. There's just higher contrast. I but you got so. the three lines, or four, right? You have the ash, you have, like, the combustion line, and then you have that super light line behind it. Yeah. And then the wrapper color. Okay. Yeah. Right? I'm, I'm used to smoking Maduro, so I guess I I don't notice that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, I would call this, right now, it's mild. Yeah, it is mild. Mild body. Yeah. Mild taste, mild smoke. Yep. I feel like this is something you could smoke like at the beach where it's hot, you know, with a mai tai or something. Um, Possibly, yeah. You know, like because it's not gonna <laughs> knock you on your ass. That's pretty cool. That's interesting. I've never seen that. I'm suspicious. Yeah. <laughs> are these knockoffs? I'm worried now. These are no. These, it has the official seal. These are Canadian knockoffs. Damn it. Yeah. Uh. No, this isn't too bad, though. Uh, like I said, I'm not a huge fan of Connecticut's because they're too light for me at this point. Yeah. Um, but that's how I started was obviously Connecticut's. Um, I want to say, ooh, maybe I shouldn't say that, but this is not a bad Connecticut compared to this other Connecticut that I've smoked recently. Yeah. So uh, I guess my here's my thing on Connecticut's. I think a properly done Connecticut is one of my favorite smokes. Yeah. So an example of that would be the Sober Mesa. I still think is a top five cigar. Um, some of the Perdomo Connecticut's. Yeah. Actually. 
They're are, pretty good. Are pretty good. Like I said, <laughs> um, we seem to always talk about Purdue. It's so weird. Yeah. Um, and they age theirs a little more. Yeah, DBL. DBL does a good Connecticut. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're not crazy light. They're mm-hmm. just right. Yeah. So I can I can stand those. But and most then, of the other Connecticut's, like, I think they're just designed to be starter cigars or something. Yeah. You know, introductory. Like I said, the champagne, I wouldn't even smoke that as a starter cigar. That is too, too light. Yeah. That is crazy light. Yeah. Connecticut still outsell all the other yeah. rapper types. Yep. So, you know, they're very popular. But, you know, to me, like, like Ashton makes some good cigars, but the Ashton White Label Connecticut, blech, I'm not, I'm not smoking <laughs> that, you know. Um, so the the handful of Connecticut's I'll smoke like it's a small, small list. What is the Buffalo Trace? Do you remember? What do you mean? What is it? The the cigar. Yeah. Is that a Connecticut? I, I really no, it's don't. a natural. Natural. Yeah. That one's not that great either. Oh man, that's like smoking cardboard. It really. Sorry, is. what is that general that makes that? Uh, I think so, but whoever. I think we already said it before on here, but whoever from Buffalo Trace that went to smoke signed c- off on it. Yeah, they, you're they not a cigar smoker. Yeah, they 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 need a reprimand. <clears throat> of course, they're not. Uh, it's just co-branding. Like they're right. not aged in a Buffalo Trace barrel or anything no, like nothing that. Nothing at all, and uh, it doesn't even go with Buffalo bourbon. Trace. Yeah, at all. It's Did we like, do that on the show? No, we haven't. But I have that at home. Yeah, like the Buffalo Trace bourbon and the cigar. But yeah, I have the bourbon. I don't have the cigar. I just don't. Because I display, right? You know the the matching cigar and bourbons, but I, just, I can't do that to our listeners in the show. I feel like that's a disservice. Yeah, like I already know the outcome. Don't buy this cigar. Yeah, that's it, all you need to know. <laughs> I mean, because because General also makes the Mark Twain's. Yeah, which they're great. They are, and they're half the price. Right. I think the Buffalo Trace is like nine bucks. Yeah, which is that's not a nine dollars. No, if it was selling for four, I'd be like, eh, yeah, take your chances. But there's better four dollar cigars. Speaking of uh, Connecticut's, the Mark Twain Presidente is not that great either. That is, uh, it's not that it's light; it's just crazy bitter. Yeah. Uh, also, it was so flat to me. Like it was yeah. one note, shitty note. Yeah. For a long, like it was too much. But, that needs to be a cigarillo, right? You know, but uh, the <laughs> so pr- it's over fast. Yeah, but the press and the riverboat—they knocked that out of the water. Yeah, the the press, the riverboat, those are both great. The memoir is okay. The memoir, yeah, it's not as great, but definitely the press. And I know you're a riverboat fan, dude. The riverboat Toro, I think they're like five bucks, something like that, four to five bucks, and uh, it looks good. Yeah, it's consistent. It burns well. And it just has a good flavor to it. Yeah. You know? It's not fancy. It's not like, oh, I'm tasting notes of toasted currant wrapped in bacon. You know? It's just fucking cigar smoke. But it's good cigar smoke. Yeah, totally worth the price. I would smoke like, you know, two or three of those before I smoked a $16 cigar that's, you know, meh. Meh. Yeah, I agree. So, speaking of, how's this? (laughs) (laughs) Uh... I don't know, man. I'm a little... Yeah, I know. I'm uh, not impressed right now, honestly. I wouldn't say meh, but I would say, why on earth would you pay $16.25 for this? I don't know. I know I wouldn't. (laughs) So, I'm getting uh, more sweetness now. I think the, the vegetal bitter has held steady. 
There's a nut there. I can't yeah. identify it. It's a pine nut. Is it a pine nut? That's that's what it tastes okay. like to me. It's like a pine nut. Yeah. Yeah, I I think where I'm at right now is like it's a good cigar and I kinda like it. Ooh, that vegetal popped up real Yeah, you gotta be careful. Especially Ooh. with the the retrohale. Yeah, it's on there. Really good on the retrohale. Yeah, I like this one better. This is a rare cigar. I think I like better without the retro. Yeah, that retro Because it's rough. sweet. That like on your, rough. on your palate, it's like sweet, and you roll it around, there's like a sweet, nutty. Yeah, it's a little harsh, a little stingy, a little bitter. All right. Uh, yeah. Well, we are well into the first third, and uh, I think it's time for our tobacconist tip of the week. And now your tobacconist tip of the week with Angel Solorio. All right, tobacconist tip of the week. So <clears throat> I traveled, I guess you want to say recently. Uh-huh. What was it, September? Uh-huh. I went to Kentucky. Yeah, right before, what was it, Labor Day, I guess. Well, anyways, <clears throat> so one of the things I wanted to make sure I had with me when I traveled, especially because there's like no cigar shops in Louisville. Yeah, well, like dedicated lounges. You have to go across the river. Yeah, I wasn't doing all that. (laughs) Like you, you had it because of the no smoking indoors laws. Like there's no cigar lounge, and it's it's fucking stupid. But yeah, but anyways, yeah. um, So when I traveled, I traveled by plane via BWI, which obviously BWI is one of the largest airports on the East Coast. Mm -hmm. Not the largest, just one of the largest, a major airport. So I figured, you know, let me take this box and then let me take a cheapy cutter and a cheapy torch because I wasn't going to take my good stuff. And I haven't flown in a long time. So I was like, I don't know what all TSA is going to try to confiscate. So I used this uh, Herfador, threw in a cheapy torch and a lighter, put it in my bag, and it was my carry-on. Flew with it, had no issues. I think uh, one of the things I did read was like, as long as like stuff is in a secure container, which is this is technically a secure container, they didn't have an issue with it. So that's just my recommendation: is take your cigars, put everything that you can fit in here should be your torch, cigars. Oh, and I also had matches, which they didn't confiscate either. I don't know what the rules are in matches. I know with your with your lighter, like if you drain your lighter, Mm -hmm. you're fine. Which I did not. I didn't know that. Not, <laughs> like I said, it's been a while. Not sure how closely they check that. Yeah, but we, I mean, there's so many opinions. I mean, I know my opinion on the TSA. I don't think is it's as effective as it should be. And for as much as we're paying for the damn thing. Yeah, well, uh, that's the government for you. Yeah. Doing one job not well for a lot of money. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so tobacconist tip, if you're traveling, use a herfador. As a secure container. Yep. And you travel just fine there and back. Cigars, cutter, lighter. Yeah, I didn't have an issue. All even, in there, no issues. But even at the, I forget the name of the airport, the Louisville Airport, TSA didn't care about it either. They didn't mm-hmm. say anything, so must be a whole TSA thing. But, uh, <clears throat> yeah, also, not only carry it in a herf, your cigars that you're taking with you, but just because it's a secure container, but also it would avoid crushing your cigars in your mm-hmm. bag. Whether you check it or you carry it on, because if you throw it up top, you ever see those freaking animals throw their luggage? Yeah, yeah. So I do the same thing when I travel. The difference is I don't actually 
ever take a carry on. Mm-hmm. I have a suitcase. I check it. Everything's in the suitcase. Okay. It's a zero sum game. If they lose my luggage, I'm fucked. But like you said, like you bring stuff on the plane, it's just a pain in the ass. Like you, you forget the overhead bag room. You got people up there with a a, a fucking uh, travel camper. They're trying to jam up. Yeah, into that, like it makes no thing, sense. You know. Like- and then so it's like you can put it under the seat in front of you and i always have like the person that like has bare feet stretching their toes under the their seat you know yeah, i mean it just it's fucking cattle car cattle car bullshit in the sky anymore it really is like would you just take out half the seats and charge me more right you know like, give me like an extra inch or two but. yeah i mean we're we're not like the biggest guys in yeah. hanover right but we're too big for an airplane seat. Fucking A. You know? I, got, I mean, I'm not tiny. Yeah. I got unlucky on my flight to Louisville. I had the very last seat on the right, right up against the lavatory. Very unco- It was, this is my ride, just like this. Oh, you know, nice. Because I got the yeah. curvature yeah. of the body. As it narrows, I was like, oh, this is terrible. But I got lucky on the way back. I sat on the left side on the wing. All right, with that, I think it is time for a break. Don't go away. Keep your dial locked in to the dulcet tones of Johnny Midas. Uncommon cigar knowledge for the common man. We are smoking the Monte Cristo Classic Series Connecticut 5x52 Toro. By the way, they list this as a 52x5. That's kind of uh, common in Cuba, except they also use millimeters, sometimes instead of ring gauge. But they'll frequently do like the the girth first and then the length. Uh, Typically in America... It's length first. So you'll see uh, some different ways of doing it. Everything's that. bigger here. Everything's bigger here. <laughs> um, as well, like, the the weird names. Like, you'll have companies that make up the Tolas. You mm-hmm. know, like the Principe for Padron. Yeah. Um, which is, you know, kind of cool, but doesn't tell me fucking anything. Right. So if you're going to use a name... I like, you know, like this, they call it a Robusto. Thank yeah. you. Yeah. You know? like, like, it's <laughs> like, hey, I know what a Robusto is. What's a Principe? Uh, yeah, because if you're like ordering online or something, like. If and you're if not, you don't have a picture or whatever. Yeah, if you're not looking at the cigar physically. Right. You know, because the ratio of a Principe is the same as a fucking Toro. Right. It's just half as big, you know? Yeah. <laughs> and like, they, sometimes if you do have a picture, it's a picture with the same cigar next to it. So you don't really have a point of reference to right. like, oh, this is what the size actually yeah. is. Yeah, or you'll have like you'll have the cigar, and then it has like all the sizes to choose from from like yeah. a drop down box. And it's like either have legit sizes like Robusto Toro, or have the yeah. six by fifty two whatever yeah on there. So, which by the way, a six by fifty two is a really cool size. Yeah, so it's like a slim Toro. Yep. Normally, a Toro's six by fifty four. Yeah, Robusto is a. Five by it's like a bigger Lancero. 
Yeah, well, I don't know why, but the it, there's no difference in taste that I can tell whatsoever. But a 52 just fits in my lips better than a 54. Just a little bit, get a slightly better seal. But you get that extra inch of smoke time yeah. on it. So there's a couple companies that make those. I like yeah. them. I'm a bigger uh, cigar size kind of guy anyway. Bigger ring gauge? Yeah, bigger ring yeah. gauges. I'm a, I'm a small ring gauge. I think, like, I would say 48 to 54 is my sweet spot. I'll do a 56, anything smaller than that. Yeah. I don't have the flexibility in my lip. Like, you can kind of tell right here. Yeah. I've been hitting the mouth with hockey sticks and shit so much. In fact, these two teeth are fake. Oh, nice. Yeah, they got snapped off with the gums. They look good. <laughs> Thank you. They look better than the teeth they replaced. Uh, yeah, too much hockey growing up. Um, hockey. So I got, like, scar tissue and shit in my lips. And so, you know, like, uh, I was smoking some, what was it, the Chupacabra or something that comes in, like, a box press 44. Yeah, it's yeah. thin. I couldn't get a seal. Mm-hmm. I just couldn't. That was on the Cigar Gauntlet episode. Yeah. You know, like, I'm only trying to <laughs> trying to get my <laughs> lips small enough, and it's like, you know, anyway, uh, so that's my sweet spot. Um, yeah, I think the biggest I smoked was a 72, 70, 72, something like that. It was a payback. So the biggest thing that you've put in your mouth was a 72? <laughs> <laughs> no. But it was a 72 ring gauge cigar. It was the uh, payback. All right. So give me some thoughts on this. We're, we're in the second third. And uh, I've got some thoughts. I'm interested to hear yours. I'm going to be honest. I'm not having fun right now. Really? Yeah. <laughs> uh, you got a good ash, though. I do. Not going to lie. The construction. Good. I was a little worried about it at first, but it's holding really good. Yeah, I'd say so. The burn lines on both of them are really good. So I'll give them that. The construction, just the look of the cigar, it looks like a real... Yeah. yeah it looks like a legit Cuban. Yeah, like, if you were to, like, draw a cartoon of, like, a banker smoking a cigar... Yeah, it'd be Like, this. it would be this, yeah. Yeah, it does. It looks like a, a real cigar, you know. Look, it even has its arms, la- arms out. Like, what? <laughs> nice. So what are you doing? I mean, I haven't ashed mine either. Yeah. So I love this. The way that it's ashing is phenomenal. Yeah. It's well constructed. The tobacco's aged well, too. Yeah. I'll give it that. It's not hot either. No, it's it not doesn't burning hold, hot. It doesn't hold much heat, which is pretty good. Very well ventilated. It's not tight on the draw. But I think it's the perfect draw so far. It, it is. It does have a good draw. I think the I think the quality is maybe a little higher than I was expecting. Yeah. Um. I would say the flavor right now, I mean, not much has changed. There's definitely a toasted element, yeah. pine nuts, vegetable bitter. Just yeah. It's just Connecticut bitter. Like yeah. All Connecticut's, most of them have this. The exceptions would be like the Sobra Mesa. The, all of the Perdomo Connecticut's, they have like a different fermenting process. And yeah. they, they lose the bitterness. Yeah, um, This one's got a little bit in there. Yeah. But overall, like... It's just, it's an interesting experience because it's such a nice, mild, neutral cigar. And I, I kind of enjoy the, the flavor. It's just, as soon as I look at the price tag where I'm like, Pleh. yeah, you know? <laughs> it's like, there's nothing wrong with it, but there's not enough right with it either. Yeah. You know, this is like a Toyota Camry, Toyota Camry. you know, <laughs> like a base, like it's reliable. It gets you where you need to go. 
There's not much to complain about, but there's nothing to cheer about, you know? Hey, so does a 93 <laughs> Ford Escort get you there? I don't know. I've had a few Escorts that didn't get me there. <laughs> and he lost the ash. There it is. <clears throat> and an innuendo on top of that. We said no more innuendos on Burn Line. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. My 2002 Forerunner still getting me places. That was the best part about the snowstorm. Yeah. Just putting in four high and sending rooster tails on top of the other cars that were pulled over with their flashers on. Yeah. Yeah. Don't be that douchebag that was in front of me while well, I have my four wheel drive on driving and this asshole has an Audi with street tires on it and is slipping. And yeah, yeah. Oh, my God. That was terrible. They're called winter tires, dude. Yeah. It's like I'm going to get a car with Quattro, yeah. but I'm going to put summer tires. on. Right. It's like. Yeah. Money can buy you fun things, but apparently it doesn't buy you brains. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> As we all know. I'll tell you what, though. This six-bean baller is my new thing. Yeah, I, I dig it. I fucking love this coffee. I dig it. I dig it. I need to get a cup so that you we know can get uh, coffee warmer. You know they sell espresso. Who does? 2C. Oh, I think I did read that. I yeah. just don't remember. Yeah, I'm like, mm, yeah, I'm going to, I got it. You know what we need to do? We need to get, um, what's his name? Uh, the coffee guy. Um, Our coffee guy? No, yeah. no. Um, Nick's friend. He was on the show once. Oh, Francis. Francis, yeah. I kept wanting to say Francisco, and I'm like, but he's I not. Mean, either way, Francisco. <laughs> yeah. It's a cigar show. He can be Francisco. Francisco. Uh, <laughs> He's yeah, Filipino, Francis. so they they say it in Spanish too. I met his family; they're pretty cool. Yeah, so. I well, he's pretty cool, but yeah, he's a get him to bring his setup and draw some two C uh, premium espresso. Yeah, that, uh, I, that'd be cool. We should try that out. Yeah, I'll could give reach, him a call. I could reach out. Yeah. So twenty twenty four, time to play profit prognostication. So um, Nostra dumbass. N- Nostra dumbass. Yeah. Um, <laughs> All right, so I've got a few predictions for 2024. Uh, and then also things we're looking forward to. Um, so uh, I think that cigar prices are going to go up several times over the year. Yeah, um, I think more than once. Well, I was actually researching for this show because 1625 puts you in, you know, like premium cigar territory. Yeah. And like I said, the cigar itself is pretty nice. Yeah. The box and the cello and the the barcode, you know, like it's a plain white sticker with like a barcode on it. Yep. It's not like um Perdomo has like that fancy barcode mm-hmm. sticker, you know, it adds to this detracts. But I was doing doing the math. Did you know like in the cigar boom late nineties, if you adjust for inflation, the average cigar price was fifteen to seventeen dollars. Huh. So Really, this is just your average cigar. This is what they should cost. And the fact that you have manufacturers pushing out still really good $10 cigars, that just speaks to economies of scale, yeah. you know, and the ability to um, reduce costs through large production runs. Yeah, I'm pretty um, sure this was, what, 14 bucks like a few years ago? Not yeah. even that long ago. Not that long ago. Like COVID. Yeah. Like pre-COVID. Yep. 2020. Man, I should have bought up a lot of cigars, held on to them, and <laughs> sold them on the secondary market. Dude, if we could if we could time markets, we'd all be billionaires, right? Right. Um, yeah. I'm, I've still got my ash going. Yep. You're a little farther along than I am. I am. I think. Let's see. 
Yeah. Look at that. Loose. Oh, and there it goes. Yeah. All right. I joined the club. Look at this ash. Nice. Solid piece, and it's cool enough to touch. That is freaking awesome. So. Still sweet. It, got it is, sweeter. yeah. Yeah, actually, the sweet is picking up. I kind of like that. Yeah. And that that is um, something that you will get off of some really good Connecticut's, like, well-aged. Yeah. Is uh, sweetness. Um, anyway, yeah. Uh, Prices are going to go up, and that's not just, I mean, anybody can say, oh, prices are going up this year. But looking at, like, uh, adjusting for inflation over the last three years, cigars haven't caught up, and they're going to. Yeah, catching it pretty quick. I mean, I already announced, I already announced, like, what, two or three price hikes? Yeah, last two weeks. yeah, that was part of the cigar news last week. We mentioned some some companies are saying ahead of time, we are raising prices, get ready. Um. The other thing, I think you're going to see uh, more Ecuadorian tobacco being yeah. used. Um, I would hope so. Well, because they're starting to make really good tobacco, yeah. uh, including wrapper leaves, um, but they're affordable. Yeah. So two places that uh, companies were getting affordable tobacco leaves that are not affordable anymore is Pennsylvania and Mexico. Yep. So I remember like the Juarez, when that came out, was that six years ago? Yeah, Something. that was a while back. Yeah, it seems still seems like a new cigar to me. You know, the Mexican San Andres wrapper was like, oh, shit, this is a really good wrapper, yeah. and it was affordable. Yep. You know. That was right at the beginning when everybody's like, all right, looks like San Andres is starting to become a good Yeah, Because it took some time for yeah. it to get there. It wasn't like that always. Well, Pennsylvania's in the same boat where Pennsylvania Broadleaf is, you know, a really good filler tobacco, but also they're starting to make wrapper leaves. Right. If you like... Like robust Maduros, mm-hmm. um, the uh, let me think the uh, Wise Men that uses it. Um, I think there's a lot of Foundation cigars that use Pennsylvania Broadleaf Leaf. Maduro. I forget. Oh man, I just looked this up not that long uh, earlier this week. Who all used Pennsylvania Broadleaf? And I for yeah, actually, um, Francisco uses some of it. Yeah, DBL. Uh huh. It's a heavy uh, filler component yep. in a lot of his cigars. But it's it's getting more expensive. Yeah. Yep. We, we and I think you're going to see, I think we're going to see a fairly large increase in the use of Ecuadorian Sumatra, particularly for wrappers. Um, you know, actual Sumatran, uh, it's my least favorite wrapper, like Indonesian. Yeah. Um, there is a lot of concerns with Indonesian tobacco the biggest of which just has to do with transport right you know um regardless of the quality by the time it gets to your factory in nicaragua isn't any good right right ecuador is a lot closer (laughs) so yeah i can't imagine uh how shipping a pilon would go do they ship pilons i don't know i don't know how they ship it yeah i can't imagine it's secure and then my my last prognostication for 2024 uh they have replanted cameroon in mesoamerica um including ecuador and i think you're going to see an explosion of cameroon wrapped products but it's not african cameroon and i think uh i think like a lot of cigar taxonomy we're moving into the space where cameroon refers to not where it was grown Right. Just like Connecticut <clears throat> often does. 
Um, for example, this uh, cigar is uh, Dominican. If you look it up on Monte Cristo, it says that it has a Connecticut wrapper, Dominican right. binder, Dominican filler. Yes, yeah, so it's a Dominican Puro, by the way. I don't know if we mentioned that right off the bat or not. Well, that's the thing. It lists on the website Connecticut wrapper. What it means is a shade grown. Right. It is Connecticut. So Connecticut shade and Connecticut broadly for two different Connecticut tobaccos. Yep. Historically, you know, a Connecticut has a Connecticut shade wrapper that was grown in the Connecticut River Valley under shade. Uh, this is not. This is Dominican right. tobacco. They call it their uh, Shade 52. Yes. This is their Shade 52 wrapper. And it is uh, Connecticut shade uh, originally, like this, the seeds, uh, but it's grown in Dominican. So this is a Dominican puro. Yep. I like Dominican cigars. Yeah. Uh, a lot of my favorites. I like I like them all, honestly. Um, but uh, Nicaraguan cigars tend to be stronger. Yep. And my palate, I kind of like the creamy, aromatic, flavorful, but not quite as strong. Right. Partly because sometimes I like to smoke two or three cigars in a row. Yeah. And, you know, there. I mean, can you imagine smoking more than one Padron in a row? <laughs> no. I'd no. be barfing, you know? Yeah. Um, I think part of the reason that they're doing it, not only it's probably a cost-cutting effort, but with the whole COVID uh, logistics issues. Yeah, sourcing is, is it's more significant now. Yeah. Like, uh, for a while there, the crops were so commodified. Yeah. You know, post-boom, a lot of people started growing. Now I need to sell it, you know, all of that. Well, now we have supply, train, supply chain constraints that are, you know, related to geopolitics and disease and weather right. and stuff. Uh, where sourcing is, like, more challenging. Yeah, especially, like you said, the Cameroon, the African... Right now, currently, the stability of Afri- Africa is, like, in question as a whole. Mm-hmm. There's just way too much going on there. And it's a shame because African Cameroon is one of my favorite rappers. Yeah, it's good tobacco. And I can tell the difference between African Cameroon and non-African Cameroon. You know, the, the soil matters. Uh, the climate matters. Um, any uh, predictions from El Fumo? Predictions? No, you pretty much hit them all, like you said. Prices are going to go up. Mm-hmm. I think certain cigars are probably going to get harder to get. Oh, and I think the trend of manufacturers releasing like limited edition versions is just going to continue. Yeah, I think it's going to be more prominent. And I didn't bring it with me, but uh, I got a box of the Amazon Basin. Yep. Secondary market, $20 a stick. Yeah. and you That's will- kind of expensive. MSRP is 14 and a half. Right, so thirty-three percent markup. Yeah, and you paid what fourteen for the one we smoked. Yeah, yeah. So that's, that's uh, you know what I should have re- remind me next week. I'll bring that in um, to to show our listeners. It definitely looks like an Indiana Jones case. Yes. Um, but you know, I scrounged the in- I mean, scrounged the internet and found them, and really, I bought it because I'm probably going to resell them. But this is what's happening is. You could, you know, like the Amazon Basin, the original one was like nine bucks or something, ten bucks. Yeah. And yeah, there's been inflation. But you can release a limited edition and people fight over them and there's a secondary market and you can charge more money. Yeah. And so, you know, I think you're going to have core lines that are fairly slim portfolio. And then 
the economics are you can use up batches of tobacco that aren't enough to support a core line and charge 25 30% more and sell everyone that you make. Yep. So I think we'll continue to see that trend, which means if you're a collector, you might want to focus. Yeah. You know, for me, I've got the uh, Las Calaveras. I yep. collect those. And then every time I see a Fuente, I buy two. Yep. I put one in my Fuente collection and I smoke one. There's no rhyme or reason to my Fuente collecting. It's just if I see one that I don't have, it might even just be a different Vitola. I just buy it. Um, I might get more focused later. But, you know, like the the CAO Amazon Basin, the Anaconda, the and Extra Añejo, you know, like you could collect those as well. Yep. If you start trying to collect every collectible cigar, you're going to be broke. Oh, yeah. So might have to focus in. I mean, the Opus X story, you got lucky that you even got that one. Mm-hmm. I found a yellow. Oh. I found an Opus X story wow. yellow. Yeah, I can't afford it yet. Anna Kuenya. You can look her up online. She's on the West Coast. She stocks a lot of, like, hard-to-find, rare, expensive cigars. Yeah. All right, well, that's enough uh, Magic 8-Ball for 2024. We'll see how accurate we were. Um, with that, I think it is time for our News of the Week. And now here's our News of the Week with Angel Solor. All right. <clears throat> so for our News of the Week, and here we go, another breaking news. <laughs> Havanos SA, so Monte Cristo, is going to be releasing the Year of the Dragon. Ah, not another Year of the Dragon. dragon. Oh, Whoa. my God. All right, so we've got Habanos SA, and that's the uh, distributor for Cuba. Uh-huh. Um, we've got Davidoff, Davidoff um, uh, Drew Estate had one. Drew, Drew Estate has a Year of the Dragon. Um, Placencia. Placencia has a Year of the Dragon. Um, We're missing one. I know We're missing one. And then Gurkha has the lawsuit over Year of the Dragon, but they don't have Year of the Dragon. They just have other dragon names. Which is still stupid. And the person that they're suing is a behemoth compared to themselves. I don't know. Davidoff. Whoever whoever at Gurkha thought that was a good idea. Just remember that attorneys get paid by the hour. Right. Um, I don't think you're selling enough cigars to <laughs> pay that attorney. <laughs> I'm okay with talking shit because, I, A, I don't think we're ever going to be sponsored by Gurkha. You know what we need to do? What's that? We need to buy one of every year of the dragon on the market and have a year of the dragon episode. Yeah, we should. We yeah. should totally do that. Except for the Gurkha. Except for the... Uh, uh. Um, all right, so we've got another year of the dragon coming out. What else? What do you got for us? All right, so uh, TPE, which is the... Hold on. <laughs> I got to look again what the heck TPE is. Tobacco Partners Eclectic... <laughs> What? No. No, that's what it stands for. The Tobacco Product Expo. Yeah, that's what I meant. Or no, Total Product Expo. I'm sorry. Would have made more sense if it was Total Tobacco. But anyways, it's everything that has to do with smoking. Not a, I mean, cigar people are represented there, and cigar accessories are represented there. But it's mostly like vape and yeah, CBD and the other stuff that is now in the market, which is kind of cool. You know, <clears throat> but uh, that TPE, some cigar stuff is being revealed, but mainly, like, that's where um, some of the, what would you call it, the accoutrement is being revealed. Yeah, yeah, like your 
cutters, cutters lighters, lighters. So it's pretty cool. Like S, like Dupont is there and revealed a couple of new products. Nice. Which are actually pretty cool looking. They have the St Dupont koi fish. Oh, sweet. Yeah. Line. Look, look at that. Just all those those accessories you can buy in their koi fish line. Nice. I like that. That's pretty sexy. And then the uh, traditional like Dupont lighters. Yeah, I got the knockoff right here. You got this uh, knockoff side light. Yeah. Check this out. This is pretty executive looking. Interesting. Yeah. So I like that. That orange. Yeah, I love SD Dupont's products. I don't love the price tag. No, but hey, you, you know. Have you seen their uh, what is it? I forget what it's called, but it's like a it's a lighter that looks like a one-arm bandit from Las Vegas. No. Yeah, it, it looks like a uh, what do you call that slot machine? Mm-hmm. And like it really works, and I think when you pull the lever is what lights it. Nice. And it's got jewels and stuff. Thirty-three thousand dollars for a lighter. Yeah. Like no, I'll take a gently used Porsche instead of, <laughs> instead of that. Uh, add it to the Johnny Midas car collection. And then, so two pieces of legal news as far as tobacco. One is state affects one state, and then the other affects nationwide. Uh, in Columbus, or, yeah, in Columbus. But in Ohio, the governor had made some rule changes to a bunch of things, but one of them included tobacco products, and it was they were saying that cities and municipalities can't, like, make their own tobacco rules, and somebody in the, I guess the Senate decided to, no, you can't make a blanket thing, which is kind of weird because most tobacco laws are statewide when a state makes a law, which is... Well, so letting municipalities make their own laws is is actually, I think, more beneficial yeah. to the industry because you can have cities that, okay, we're going to have carve outs for cigar lounges, stuff like that. Yeah. Typically, so, okay, the states. That makes are, sense. Yeah. So I I kind of don't like the fact that the state's saying no, you can't. Yeah. Because now the state's just going to say smoke free. You know. Right. Yeah. And it reminds me of. Um, Minnesota, like you couldn't smoke within forty feet of any opening, huh. like any door or something. Yeah. There weren't a lot of smokers, or vapors, or nicotine users. Yeah, because it's so damn cold in the winter. You ain't smoking. Yeah, you know you're not you're not walking yeah. forty feet away from the door to freeze your balls off to smoke. I mean, some folks did, um, and but I they had, did have cigar lounges, so there yeah. was some kind of carve out for that. Yeah, and I've never smoked a cigar in the boroughs. What what is it? The nine boroughs. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. they have a nine borough. Like in all the nine boroughs, you can't smoke a cigar in the open, which is yeah. kind of weird. It is very weird. You can smoke a cigarette. You can smoke everything else, but apparently not. And you can like, you know, roll coal with your stupid car diesel. You can shoot people. You can mug people, but you can't smoke yeah. a cigar <laughs> in the nine boroughs. Oh, yeah. <laughs> all right. Uh, yeah, uh, the FDA is appealing uh, last year's victory that the CAA had against them. So uh, they're fuck you, so, FDA. the FDA has a hard on for the premium cigar industry because apparently too many youngins are smoking premium cigars or just cigars in general. I'm like, white owls are not cigars. It's not a premium cigar, but also like, you know, the the younger crowd like. You work at a cigar shop or worked at one, and, you know, like, they're just not coming in. No. You know, this is not a young young person's cool, I'm yeah. cool game. I've been in a cigar lounge for 12 years, 
And in my 12 years, I never saw a kid try to sneak, you know, fake I mean, even, an ID or. But even like young, anything younger than 25 is rare. Right. Younger than 30 is fairly rare. Yeah. But what I have seen, though, when a kid, underage kid has walked in, they're like, do you have White Owls or yeah. Swisher Sweets? Yeah. It's not, oh, can I buy this? So Yeah, let me buy a $12 cigar up there. No, they're yeah. looking for the. Yeah, that's what I have seen at cigar shops because they're like, oh, they must sell them there. No, we sell legit cigars. Do you have any rough cuts? Yeah. Stuff like that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's what they're looking for. They're not. When they're, and when those cigars are owned by big tobacco companies which is a way to curb uh you know the taxes and the uh restrictions that's why they call them cigars like the cigarellos like swisher yeah, sweet yeah. cigarellos well and they're filter. ruining it for everybody else right you know they do that to curb taxes and yeah regulations so that's let's go ahead and take our last break and then we will come back and rank this monte cristo classic series robusto don't go anywhere keep your dial locked into burn line podcast And we're back on Burnline, smoking the Monte Cristo Classic Series Connecticut Robusto 52x5, retailing for sixteen twenty-five here at Union Cigar, Hanover, Pennsylvania, USA. And uh, it's time to give our final thoughts on the flavor, and then uh, we're going to rank this cigar. Also, I just wanted to point this out. I'm going to hold this up for folks to see. I don't know if you can see that or not, but I've got a little split in the wrapper, and this has been repaired with fruit pectin. And you can tell when you hold it up to the light, the shiny spot over the top. So on the one hand, give them credit for repairing the cigar, and it worked. There's no split here. On the other hand, I feel a little gypped on a cigar at this price point. You know, like, just fucking put the right wrapper on it. Right. You know, before you sell it to me. Um, but very interesting. That is very clearly and obviously a fruit pectin repair job. Yeah. yeah. Um, but like I said, it worked. Yeah, but for the price point, you, the it should have never made it past quality control. Yeah, I won't. I won't disagree. I mean, all right. So where you at on this smoke? I mean, we're you're in your final third. I'm just getting there. What uh, What are your thoughts on flavor and the vegetal is crazy strong on the retro hail now. Mm-hmm. Still sweet. If I just you know, not retro hell, just move it around in my palate. So that's not bad. This is definitely more of a non-retro hell cigar, honestly. I think so. Um, and also, I would say, uh, if you took a graham cracker and removed the cinnamon flavor, yeah. it kind of has that flavor. You know, a little, like, toasted graham cracker, but, you oh, know. Oh, look at that. Oh, trying to take the secondary band Jeez. off. Jeez, look at all that pectin. Yeah, but it came off fine. Yeah, it did. Didn't, didn't wreck your wrapper, so... Yeah, I like that. Uh, uh, apparently, these bands are put on with pectin. Yeah, and they came right off. So that's There's, that's a that's a there. There are some cigars they use glue on the band, which is weird. Which is weird. You should. And 
sometimes they, you know, if the glue gets over the edge, forget yeah. it. You just tore your wrapper. And and that happens a lot too. Yeah, yeah. It sucks. Yeah, don't smoke your wrapper. So I would say that this is a um, mild-bodied cigar with, uh, you know, just medium smoke output. The smoke is kind of kind of on the light side. Yeah. Um, and with the flavors, you know, definitely there is that Connecticut bitter, but mostly on the retrohale. Um, sweet, cedary, some pine nuts in there. Overall, uh, really good. Like I, I like the flavor. It's really, I think it's going to come down to a question of value for me. You know. Yeah. And with that, I think it is time to rank this cigar. Monte Cristo Classic Series Connecticut 5x52. And let's start with presentation. So, Angel, what do you have for presentation? I'll say seven. Seven on presentation. Yeah, for that price point and for what it is, it should, I mean, I like the banding and the cigar look itself, but the box should have been like an actual wooden box. Yeah, I think, uh, I think I'm in the same boat where the cigar itself, once it's out of the cello, is like a eight or a nine. Yeah. Um, the cello didn't add anything. This doesn't look like a cigar that should be in cello. And then the uh, retail sticker with the barcode, well done. I like that you closed your cello with that. But it's just a white sticker with some black barcode on it. Yeah, it's not like a Monte Cristo seal or something like that. Yeah, like you could you could make it nicer. And then just the uh, paper-wrapped press board box, it looks low-end, you know. Like yeah. This is your $9 chateau fuente box yeah you know not a 1625 monte cristo box so i think seven is pretty fair and uh that brings us to price or value and at 1625 for a robusto what are you thinking i want to say seven again seven on price yeah a little expensive uh i don't know not for the size and the connecticut I actually had a five for price. Yeah. Um, you know, which is right in the middle. And I feel like uh I feel like at fourteen this would be a seven. Yeah. And at eleven it would be like a nine. Um at sixteen twenty five, it's just it's not enough tobacco and it's not special enough. Once I have that kind of money, I mean I'm looking at placentias. You know, like there's some really good sticks yeah. in that range. Or Arturo Fuente. Or Fuente, yeah, yeah. Um, that I would pick up before I picked this one up. Yep. And then if you go down market to the $12 range, yeah. how many sticks on the shelf in the $12 range would you pick up ahead of this? Yeah, there's a lot. There's a lot. A lot. There's a lot. So I gave it a five. You know, I could have gone lower, <laughs> yeah. but I think, you know, five is right in the middle. I think that's fair. This is a, it's the difference between buying a Suburban and an Escalade. Yeah. I think yeah. what it is, it's like, oh, it's actually a Suburban, but we're just going to badge it as an Escalade and charge it. Yeah, yeah. So it's the same vehicle, just I don't think it's worth that price. All right, um, moving on to construction. What are your thoughts there? Well, the construction, I'll give it a 8 because it didn't fall apart. It actually held pretty good. I didn't like that that cap kind of, not that it was uh, did any structural damage, but it was just weird that it just fell off like that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it was the extra tail part. So yeah, I, I mean, for Monte Cristo, you're paying for it. I want it quality. Plus, I know it didn't happen to my cigar, but <clears throat> them sending through something like that 
a repaired cigar right off the bat. That's yeah, that's not cool. Yeah, I had an eight for construction as well. Uh, it burned very well. Um, the ash was great and indicator of you know quality aged tobacco. Yeah. Uh, burn line kept nice. Uh, we did have a couple of issues. One is this pectin repaired wrapper on mine. One was the cap tobacco just yeah. kind of coming off when you clipped yours. Um, but the draw has been fine, and uh, you know nothing is like flaked off or fell apart. No. So I think it earns an eight for that. And uh, that brings us to flavor, which you know to me there's not much flavor, but no. the flavor that's there is is pretty good and i think for folks that are looking for the mild cigar that they can enjoy in a lot of different contexts um it's probably a good flavor profile what are your what are your thoughts there uh i'm gonna give it a seven was just not a fan it's kind of like a single note the whole way almost maybe one little change but there wasn't much to it and there's not much to write about honestly i'm not trying to be shitty about the cigar it's just I've smoked other Monte Cristos, and this is probably the most unimpressed Monte Cristo I've ever smoked. Yeah, I mean, it's not a single note. There's a couple of notes in there, but they also don't change. Right. So it's the same flavor profile all the way through. And, uh, yeah, I agree. I think seven is probably fair for flavor. Um, some, you know, some things I think that would improve it would be the the retro hail in this rare case, detracts from the experience. Oh, yeah. It was Usually, <clears throat> you can use the retrohale to, like, change and enhance the experience. And you can, like, gauge, like, one every five puffs or yeah. something. Or every puff. You know, this one, it's like, I'm going to avoid retrohaling. Yeah, de- definitely do not retrohale this cigar. I mean, w- one or two times, but not all the time. That vegetal just gets way stronger as you go. It, it almost feels like you're smoking grass clippings. And yeah, it's weird. Yeah. I, I just I don't want to knock the cigar, but that's exactly what yeah. it's like. And that brings us to experience, <clears throat> our most subjective and probably most important. Um, what uh, what do you think on experience? I'm just going to unfortunately give it a six. I was just unimpressed. You know, we, we still had the right setting. We did everything correctly. It's just I'm not impressed by this cigar. Uh, I did, like I said earlier, I'm not enjoying it. I smoked some other Connecticut's, and this Connecticut ain't it. Yeah, I think um, a lot of that is a value equation for me. Okay. Where, you know, if this was a nine dollar cigar, I think it would rank higher. Yeah. Um, yeah, I I gave it a seven for experience. I think if you take it out of the cello, it looks like a cigar. Yeah. If you smoke it, it smokes kind of like an old school Connecticut. Um, it has like mild enough flavor that you can enjoy it in a lot of different settings unfortunately at the price point you can't i wouldn't risk you you know like taking it fishing or mowing the lawn or walking the dog or anything like that it's you know i i don't want to risk dropping it in the water or something at 1625 it's also not uh i wouldn't recommend it as a beginner cigar not only because of the price point but just the flavor overall i i'm pretty sure this is somebody's on somebody's palate, like more experienced smoker, but I wouldn't give it to a beginner smoker. Well, I don't think it's going to choke a beginner out, but yeah, I agree. I think that the flavors is off putting. It's, it's a little sophisticated. Yeah. You know, you got to know how to enjoy it. I agree. And that brings the total ranking for this Monte Cristo Classic Series Robusto to 35. So mid 30s. I think that's probably pretty fair. Yeah. 
for it. Somebody's probably yelling at us listening to this, like, no way. <laughs> well, if it's your stick, it's your stick. Yeah. You know, like, everybody's got their own flavor. You do you. Uh, we just rank our experience smoking yeah. on the show, and uh, I think... Uh, I think honestly, I'm not that surprised. Yeah, you know, Monte Cristo has some good sticks. Yeah, most of them are overpriced, and they yeah. have they have some real turds too. Yeah, we're not Monte Cristo haters by any means. No, no. and like so, and this also kind of proves that hey, nobody's paying us to rate their cigars higher, or, mm-hmm. or you know, like that premium cigar bias. We don't have that bias either. Right, right. Like yeah, it's, it's good or it's not. Right, you know? and this is our honest opinion. Like. Uh, you know, consumer reports. Like yeah. if you if you read consumer reports, you'll probably never buy a Mercedes. Yeah. If that's your thing, go buy one. You know. Or uh, but, JD Power and Associates Awards. Yeah. Yeah, that's bullshit. <laughs> uh, Stares at GM. Yeah. Uh, so that is it. Uh, thanks for joining me and to everybody out there in YouTube land. Appreciate you joining Burnline Podcast. A um, couple of notes on the socials. So we now have video up on youtube and uh i'm still having some trouble with the uploads yeah with the syncing for whatever reason you know in my video editing which you know uh i used final cut pro on the one um it just spits out an mp4 and everything is like lined up Um, and you did drop it from 4k to 1080 right yeah, I dropped I dropped that down. So we've had one video that was correct, and two where whatever for whatever reason when we like go to the upload, it uh, offsets the audio by a little bit. Hmm. Um, so, but that is live, and we now have a video of the show. I'm pulling it up right now, and uh, had a couple of comments. On the CAO Amazon Basin. Nice. From Timothy John. I read the other day three types of cigars. Cuban, New World, and the Amazon Basin. Having had the pleasure of having it many times, I cannot disagree. My favorite stick, hands down. And then also, they released in 2022 and last year the Añejo. Then this re-release in January 2024. I sense it will be an annual release. Thank you for those comments. We greatly appreciate it. Um, also, you can reach us, burnlinepodcast at gmail.com. Drop us a line. Tell us what you like, what you don't like, what you want us to try, and we will do our best to make this your show. And uh, how about Facebook? How's that going? It's going. Still having some issues. I'm reaching out to Facebook themselves, and I'm just getting nothing. It's They're being weird. And then recently I got flagged for something. And Shadow ban. Yeah. Shadow ban. I think that's what's going on. And then I got flagged uh, for something... They're like, we removed content that you shared, but I didn't share anything. And they says, we can't even show you. That's how offensive it is. I'm like, okay, that doesn't make sense. It was like a cybersecurity warning, though. It wasn't like a po- – I don't know. Facebook's just being weird. But but it's a, up. Yeah, it's And up. it's at Burnline Podcast. Yep. And so, also interact. we are on Instagram at Burnline Podcast. Yep. So visit us on the webs. Be sure to like and subscribe and yep. uh, drop us a line. Interact. And we will try to customize this show to what you like to listen about on cigars. To all of you out there on the interwebs, thank you for joining Burnline Podcast. We will see you again. <laughs>